Welcome to the Garbage Pod. One pod, one load of garbage. 29 and 28. Remanded in custody. There's something curious about this broadcast. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 55 of the Garbage Pod. You join us for the second part of our 2015 projection show, which is affectionately known as I Predict a Riot. During this episode and episode 54, we mentioned that some of our predictions may come to pass between the date of our recording session, which was the 15th of January 2016, and the cut-off date for the predictions, which was the 31st of January 2016. As I record this intro, it's the 14th of February 2016, and none of the predictions that we were hoping might happen after our recording session did. Once again, joining me on the show are Adri Bullhawk Mallows, Strider Paul Stoneman, and standing in for Beer Show Jimmy Hastel is Alan Taylor Shearer. At the end of the first part of I Predict a Riot 2015, the Garbage Pod crew were in the lead with two and a half points, followed by Jimmy and Alan with one and a half points, and in last place was Paul with half a point. Let's get straight into the action and see if Paul can make a difference as he reveals his prediction. Number six. Marks and Spencers. Oh, there we go. <laughs> to, to close some of their non-profit making stores. Um, this has actually happened. I don't know if it, if they've been doing it in 2015, uh, yeah. but I know the one in Stevenage, they, they used to have two floors and then they changed the upper floor to one of their, like a warehouse store, if you like, just ah, right. the, like their, their seconds and things. And then they just folded up. I don't know whether they are closing a lot of stores. Yeah, so it's, well, it's got this is a Guardian, July 29th, 2015. Retailer announces it's closing nine shops across UK. It says 430 affected workers will be offered jobs, blah, 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 yeah. Uh, so they have, they have actually closed. I, I, I'm, sure, I'm sure they've closed stores. Yeah, it does say here, retailer announces it's closing nine stores. Is nine 20% of their, of their stores? No. <laughs> no, but to be fair, hang on. Are they, that just says that Marks and Spencer's to close some of their non-profit making stores, doesn't it? Yeah. This, this is a trouble, you see. Again, but it doesn't say 20%. It just says some of their, which nine yeah. would be some of their. Yeah. They're non-profit making stores. And the only and, reason uh, you would close a store is because it's not making money. That's in theory, yes, that's true. Yes. I, I'm gonna I, I think Paul gets a point there. I think so. Okay, lovely. Well there. Yes. They'll they'll teach Jimmy looking over my shoulder when I write my predictions out. <laughs> <laughs> and and still getting it wrong. <laughs> well, there you go. So Should have gone to spec savers then, shouldn't they? <laughs> okay jimmy's number six then uh ukip come third in the general election and that's exactly what they did with 12.6 percent of the votes yeah that's pretty cut and dry really isn't it yeah it's not a lot not really worth debating there, is it? Because it's, yeah, that's what happened. has got 36.9%, Labour got 30.5%, UKIP got 12.6%, Lib Dem 78 
I'm amazed they got that much. The SMP's got 4.7 and the Green's got 3.8. Isn't it funny as well how the the SMP only got 4% of the votes, but yet they gained 40 seats or something? Yeah. 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 And that was was just in Wales. (laughs) Sorry, that was just in Wales, yeah. Yeah, right. Well, so far then, it's um, been a good round. Uh, it's about to get a bit it's worse. It's going to change right now. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Good work to, to Jimmy and uh, and to you, Paul, for for getting a point yeah. on that one. Mm. Yeah, now, you. a northern hemisphere side to win the rugby world cup. <laughs> so it was sport based. Can you guess who made that prediction? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, mm. Now we should have learned our because I think we went a similar way with no we did all right with that last year no because we said in the football World Cup we said as team other than Spain will win the World we Cup we said that Spain will oh, not win, win, win the, the World, World Cup. Cup that's what we said yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a thirty-one out of thirty-two clarify something with you, Jans. Yes, certainly. Uh, wh- which variety of rugby? Uh, oh, does oh, that make a difference? Being a northerner, being a northerner, that means there's only rugby league, isn't it? Aye. <laughs> Aye. Uh, but actually, um, oh yeah. So, who won the the rugby league World Cup? Was there one? I don't think it was in the same. It's not in the same year, is it? I don't know actually. No, I don't. I know. haven't got the web page up in front of me. <laughs> this could be. This could be a a, a, a sneaky point. Because we haven't specified which code. Let's have a quick look, shall we? Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just gonna tap away. Um, rugby league, because there is only one format. Rugby league world cup. Uh no, not till 2017. Oh yeah, there you go. You see. Okay, so you yeah. know we had a we had a reasonable chance of of getting that one right because a few teams were looking good. I thought England would do it, but then you also had <laughs> you also had Ireland and France who could have done it. Yeah. This is before the World Cup, remember? This was how in January. Can, how can a host nation get knocked out in the first round? I don't know. Ah, that's unbelievable, yeah. Just ask... Uh, oh, no, hang on, no. They were current holders rather than host nation. Mind you, we did get knocked out in the first round of the Football World Cup as well. But <laughs> Yeah, but at least it wasn't in our own country, I suppose, <laughs> if we had any excuses. <laughs> you know, Because I was in the UK... At the time, and sort of someone who lives in the very near Twickenham, and it was amazing because all the, the the pubs were buzzing. But as soon as England went out, that everyone just lost interest, uh, except for the Harden fans. Oh yeah, yeah there's much there's much better rugby out there than watching England play. Well, yeah, but of course everyone was into it, wasn't they? You know, mm-hmm. even people that really weren't rugby fans were just involved. You know. Um, the pubs and places they must have lost a lot of money over that oh yeah <laughs> yeah definitely yeah, that. it's right we'll, we'll get there for the next one though because now we've got eddie jones in charge i have high hopes because he will it's take all, us yeah. to the next level yeah he's got a track record of it so he's one that well he got to the world cup final with australia he was an advisor in the the world cup winning side of south africa in 2007 Mm-hmm. So, and obviously, you look at what he did with um, with Japan this year, or over the last few years, mm. we've beaten South Africa in the World Cup. So, or culminating well, in that, shall we say? Mm-hmm. Mm. So, the trouble yeah. is, I've heard this all before. Well, so I'm sure you probably have. Football, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, true. Yeah. yeah, this year we're going to do it because we got this and we got that. Yeah, yeah. I'm just hopeful. I'm more hopeful than I was, shall we say? Yeah, that's well, that's yeah. Because that's now it. we've got someone who's got proven success. Otherwise, some opposed to 
Stuart Lancaster, who did a great job, but has a track record of finishing second. Mm, mm. And nobody remembers second place. No, they don't. Unless it's, right. unless it's X Factor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then that could be third, fourth, or fifth place. These days. <laughs> seems no, nobody seems to remember the first place. <laughs> no, that's right. Yeah. Or second place, to be fair. There's not yeah. that many second place people I remember, only JLS, but that probably speaks more volumes about me than it does anything else. Yes. yes. Moving yeah. swiftly on. <laughs> Don't even remember what X Factor is, so luckily. <laughs> so, do we think a, a quick recap is in order? Because I think you'll be. Yeah, you'll I think it'd be, it, yeah. it'd be worth it. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, because my notes have got all messy. Um, Paul has one and a half points with a point in brackets, potentially. Yeah. And then Jimmy and ourselves have two and a half. Wow, still very close. Yeah. Very close, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. by the end of the month, it could be all tied after prediction six. It could, well, even tonight. You even never tonight, know. yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, there's still time for news to happen. Well, I'm checking Sky News all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Get their Twitter feed up. <laughs> Light feed going on in the studio. That's it, yeah, brilliant. Tweet us at <laughs> the garbage pod. <laughs> Number seven. Okay, new smartphone introduced with high-quality front-facing camera for selfies. I can actually confirm that that is true. That is true. Because I actually right. own one. So should we all take a forward-facing picture on our smartphones right now? To- <laughs> no, but yes, what we're talking about is high quality. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, this is high quality because it involves my face. But um, say no more. Um, <laughs> the phone the phone that I've got, which is the, the LG G4. Well, uh, the smartphones are available. <laughs> has got a... a 16 megapixel rear facing camera and an 8 megapixel selfie camera yeah. <laughs> that um, you don't have to press a button. You can actually make a gesture at the camera and then it counts down 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, takes a photograph without you actually touching the phone. Five seconds right. is far too long. No what one holds a post for that sort of time. Oh, yeah, what, what sort of gesture did you say? <laughs> <laughs> I guess it depends on how the picture comes out. <laughs> and whether you can get your hand down in time afterwards. Because yeah. there's last thing, I've got six photographs that I've taken here, and they're all rude. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the the Samsung S6, which is a, another smartphone um, out there, takes a very lovely picture. Uh, Adri has just shown me a... The, uh, a high-quality picture. He, he's just taken a selfie of himself doing a trout... <laughs> sake <laughs> do you know people are going to look back on history and just see nothing but trout pouts and going to go one earth where are we are we descended from a yeah. fish, fish yeah, it's, right. it's gone evolution has now gone so it's far that reversing. we're de- devolving yeah it's, it's as if we get hit by a meteor and then some alien species turns up and so, yeah, they must have like, come straight out of the sea and just they were just all fish. And they, they, <laughs> do you know what? Some of them a, discover YouTube and go, what? It's going to be a what? great self-defense mechanism because as soon as they land, someone's going to grab them and try and take a selfie and then they'll be off. Yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> Just looking at the, uh, at the camera thing for the iPhone 6, which is my particular brand of uh, smartphone, and the iSight camera has an 8 megapixel, 8 megapixel iSight camera with 1.5 picopixels as well. Picopixels. The little picopixels. <laughs> It's got an f2.2 aperture as well. Oh, yes, the photographer. Oh, we're we're going to be talking about cameras now, aren't we? On these, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we should. Um, Crystal lenses and oh. the thing I like about this one 
is that it's got some functions on it that a standalone camera has got. For example, it takes a picture. You can you can change the shutter speed so you can do long exposures and things like that on it, which is really quite cool. Yeah. yeah. Hybrid IR filter. Um, but more importantly, that, that ties was everything that, was up. Was that inbred, did you say? <laughs> <laughs> An inbred forward-facing camera. <laughs> yes. They're called eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. And the pictures are all slopey. <laughs> are in my case. <laughs> Oh dear, yeah, but like the uh, so we're all tied up at the moment. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Are you going to uh, change that on Jimmy's behalf, Alan? Mary Berry not in the next Bake Off. Well, it says here in the Daily Makeup that Mary Mary Berry to star in US version of the Great British Bake Off two years after Paul Hollywood failed to impress America with his bakery show. Um, he got into a bit of bother because he had yeah. an affair with his co-host. Oops. <laughs> but is is Jimmy not predicting the 2015? The 2015 Bake Off, which yeah. she was. Which she was in that. Yeah, she, she was. Because yeah. this is the 11th of November, 2015. Yeah. And then she, I mean, because we done these predictions, obviously, January last it's, year. Uh, yeah. Not in the yeah. next Bake Off. Which but would she have been was. Last year. But she yeah. was, because that would be the uh, 2015 Bake Off. Yes. Yeah. So it's a big yeah. fat zero for Jimmy on oh, number seven. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Sorry, Jimmy. So, so what did we have, boss? Uh, went back to the election again, <laughs> and uh, we said, or should I say, I said that there will be another coalition at the general election. <laughs> well, let's face it; we all believe there was going to be, and rightly so. But I thought it was going to go with a different party. I thought it was no. probably going to be UKIP with somebody else. I mean, I really thought that Labour was going to go in and get it to have to go into a coalition with someone. I mean, that that night, everyone was shocked, weren't they? Yeah, I just don't know where they came from. Because uh, everyone said they wasn't voting for them, and yeah. they did. That's right. Um, all I yeah. can think of is that... People the, just the, didn't want to admit it, probably. There's a lot of small businessmen out there that probably did vote for the Tories. Yeah. It was yeah. fixed and set up already, maybe. Yeah, it could have been. Oh, oh let controversial, me, but... Yeah. Let me just adjust my tinfoil fedora. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, I, right. I don't know. I think there may have been a lot of people like me that just didn't trust Labour. So, mm. all the Lib Dems, because the first chance they got in the coalition, they backstabbed the Conservatives. So, it was like, yeah, well, I'm not there, voting for there, them either. There was that. Um, but I, I'll give Cleggy his due. He was the only one who actually bothered to turn up on some of these television shows that you knew you were going to get ripped to pieces on, but he took took it anyway. Yeah. I'm talking about programs like The Last Leg. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he enough. got ripped to pieces on The Last Leg. Yeah. yeah. I, I kind of feel sorry for Cleggy a little bit, but um, he has no sympathy for me. Oh, I can understand <laughs> that for going back on things that he said. Yeah. But uh, I, I, I think I, I believe that, that that there would never be a government again. It would always be coalition governments. It's the way the sort of the way people were talking that they were going to vote. Well, it's a party state anyway, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Mind you, it's difficult to discern the difference between them nowadays. Yeah, well, I don't know so much anymore with um, <laughs> the Labour <laughs> Cup party under its latest uh, 
guys. I'm not too sure how to take Jeremy Corbyn, to be honest with you. <laughs> with a duffel coat and a, and a thermos flask, I think. Actually, yeah. there, there is a guy that gets on one of the local buses around here that looks identical to him. I'm just wondering if it was. Um, <laughs> so they both look like Dwayne Dibley? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. And that, alas, that's what matters nowadays, isn't it? It's all about the uh, the sort of persona of the person. Mm. So, um, okay so then. Zero then. It is, most definitely. Number eight. Microsoft delay Windows 10 launch until 2016 at the earliest. Now that is wrong. Uh, but it's right, because that's what they should have done. <laughs> well, it is in this household, because every time that... Blimmin' thing comes up on my screen saying, do you want to update to Windows 10? No, I don't. Likewise. Because <laughs> if you don't do it soon, you'll have to pay, won't you? They're threatening you now that you've got to pay if you don't do it soon. Well, then, of course, then there's people like myself who have a Mac and OS X. And, uh, well, I'm the same. Yes, I'm the same. So you see, that, that doesn't actually bother me too much because the reason why I haven't updated is because, well, my computer's on its way out. And I don't want to update to something that will probably kill it anyway. So. <laughs> he's still running DOS, are you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's got a BBC. <laughs> oh, BBC I Micro. love the BBC Micro. <laughs> yeah. Actually, talking about old computers, if I can just throw this into the mix, you're going to love this. Um, I went into my local electronics branch store, Maplins, and they sell a ZX Spectrum. Uh, the old one with the Key. keyboard and the tape deck. It's yes, technically it's not. Keys, but it, it, it's not because it connects to your iPad. Uh, it's a Wi-Fi enabled Spectrum. Wi-Fi enabled ZX Spectrum. But oh. I, I had a nerdgasm over it when I saw it. <laughs> I, and then you found out it was <laughs> Wi-Fi. Take it out and the you back wa- and wipe it down and everything. <laughs> oh. When you found out it was Wi-Fi, though, did you just throw it on the floor and try and stamp on it? Uh, no, no, because I was still mid nerdgasm. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just used to love the Spectrum because you could you could start loading a game and and you can go downstairs and make a coffee and sandwiches yeah. and God knows what else and come back upstairs. <laughs> yeah. Tape, tape loading yeah. error. Yeah, just <laughs> tape loading error. Oh, <laughs> just because you've not got the volume set just right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then there was all these kits you could buy to alter the head on the cassettes. Yeah, players to get them to work fine tuned. Yeah, and that that was just then and it was click on the uh, click on RAM at the back. That was this this great big box that used to clip on top of the thing to give it extra RAM, an extra what was it eight k a RAM or something or sixteen k a RAM yeah, or something. Yeah, do you know yeah. um, back in the eight, late eighties? You know, remember the company? Well, they're still going, Codemasters. Um, yep. They actually made a CD, which had over a hundred games on it, um, that you could plug a CD player into into it rather than your tape player, and, and do it that way. Are you sure you did? They didn't just make it for the Spectrum Plus Three because that was a disc rather than no. A it tape was a deck. CD. It was a CD okay. rather than a three point five. Nerd Wars. Oh, yes. <laughs> 3.5 inch they did, disc. They did bring out the micro drive, didn't they? Yeah, they were kind of cool. I used to yeah. like those. Yeah, they was like a fast spinning tape, weren't they? That's as as my dad used to say, you can load up crap quicker. Yes. 
So, you know, yeah, kids nowadays, they don't appreciate gaming for what it was in the 80s when you used to have to wait and you would wait three minutes staring at that screen going... Uh, it's interesting you say that because I found a video of uh, a Spectrum loading screen that lasted like for the full three and a half minutes or whatever it was. And I made my 16-year-old sit down because he was weeping about the load time of his game on this and on his on his Sony whatever and and or his or is it an Xbox? I can't remember. Anyway, he was he was he was moaning on about that. So I sat him down and I found the video on YouTube and I made him watch it. <laughs> all the flickering screen but there's the something there's something the about that noise something about it that's such a warm and inviting sound yeah isn't it just yeah. <laughs> that and of course you used to get like on some of them you'd get the picture that would come in halfway through it just to keep you excited rather than just having the noise yeah yeah, yeah. That's right. and yeah. there was some of them that used to be the, the blue and yellow to a certain point and then it used to go to all these multicolored. um yeah, that's the, one. that's the and, one I showed him. And oh, then brilliant. at that point, you know it's nearly finished. <laughs> yes, it's going to be there, isn't it? You're going to, be to play it. Or what about when you had the protection on them? Yeah. You used to have to look up a word in the manual. Oh, like, yes. um, what was the game? Jet Set Willy. Yeah. That was the one you had to go through the codes. It's oh, go through the book, didn't it? Page 10, <laughs> paragraph 3, word 6. And you had to put it in. Championship Manager used to have that on the PC. It used to have a book and it used to have about three pages of scores at the start. Um, I know they had it on 93, 94 or 93. Um, Yeah, yeah, and you have to put in the score from a certain page. The only thing I remember from that is the the score that we lost, but if you keep typing in 2-1, eventually (laughs) eventually it will load the game. (laughs) (laughs) There was also a game called Crazy Cars. And um, basically, you had to get from one point to another point uh, across America without being caught by the police. You had a map. I mean, you had a proper map, physical (laughs) thing you had to unfold and work out your route from, say, Utah to Denver or something, and then fold the blimmin' thing back up again and then drive. (laughs) <laughs> just pull over into a lay-by unfold it <laughs> get the map out and by that time you hear this woo 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 <laughs> and if you're in San Francisco that's not the police <laughs> it's a reference to Eddie Murphy Raw <laughs> oh, so dear. all that and that's a zero <laughs> be a zero <laughs> although they should have left it because it's it's a terrible bit of software it's mm. causing a lot of people a lot of problems there you go okay then so uh, Alan's Alimi Alimi yes number eight chip implant tracking under the terms of personal security one of my favourite topics <laughs> <laughs> Ah, now I've beat me being me. Uh, I've got a couple of stories here. One of them is is uh, 
sort of semi-serious and the other one is, is just absolutely ridiculous, but I reported on it last week, so I have to include it in this. The first one comes from the Daily Fail. Um, would you be microchipped? Kapaski implants chip in man's hand that could one day be used to pay for goods and even unlock his home. Now, I also know that in Mexico, in Mexico City, all the police officers in Mexico City have all had to be implanted with these chips. So they've all got them in their hands. It goes in between the thumb and the first finger, that soft bit of um, muscle and tissue there. Uh, it goes in there. Uh, but uh, the Kapaski implant has has been done. And I know that under Obamacare, one of the things that they, they offer you is this chip so that if you should ever be taken to hospital, they just scan you and all your details come up. Um, but uh, we're on about uh, tra- tracking and uh, and uh, the personal security. So I'm going to the Richmond Sausages website. <laughs> that makes sense. I would do the same thing if I yeah. was you. Because yeah. Richmond Sausages are giving away 200,000 tracking chips. If you are lucky enough to buy one of their packs, which has uh, the uh, specific code on it, uh, then you pick up the promotional pack, you redeem the code. If you've won, they'll post a chip to you, which you can attach to your child, uh, a child's toy. And it comes with a smartphone app that works off Bluetooth and you can track down your child or their toy. They use a teddy for this. But basically what it is, is you attach it to your kid and then you, uh, and then for security and for peace of mind, they say, so you'll be able to track your child on your smartphone along with everybody else who's, who's able to hack into this thing. So there you go. Here's an idea. Be a parent and know where your kid is without a chip. There's an idea. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or don't just put them in as sausages. (laughs) And then you wouldn't know. (laughs) (laughs) Turned into Sweeney Todd all of a sudden. Yeah. You just uh, get the app and see if you've been tracked. You Can you track not. it all the way through the system? <laughs> and then, yeah. then you're kind of chasing this dog around the streets with this <laughs> chain of sausages <laughs> hanging out of his mouth. Do you know, my heartstrings were, were twanging like there's no tomorrow because the advert shows this little girl and and Teddy has been part of her life for five years and he gets left behind in a supermarket trolley and she's distraught and, and, and mummy's in tears and, and, and daddy, daddy's searching in his dressing gown. He's gone out and he's slipping his, and he's looking up and down the street and he can't find Teddy, but they find Teddy. They track him down using the Richmond sausages chip. Wow. Actually, that does remind me of a story uh, that I, I read on the internet about. Um, it, it actually went viral, um, this story, uh, where some little kid left, I think it was his toy giraffe, like a cuddly giraffe thing, uh, and he left it in a hotel somewhere. And uh, the, Oh, the, someone posted it on Facebook? Is uh, that the one? Well, they, they, what, what actually happened, yeah, it did end up on Facebook, but the cleaning staff found the giraffe and they found out who the giraffe belonged to. The kid was getting worried that he'd lost it, and they 
actually got in touch with the, the kid's dad and um, they put up all these photographs of this giraffe. They said, don't worry about it. We'll send it back to you. But he's having a good time. And there's pictures of this giraffe round by the swimming pool and um, right. different things. And all these little photographs <laughs> saying that this, this giraffe is having a holiday of his own. <laughs> that, that's fantastic. Crichton, what are you doing, man? Oh, sir, I'm listening to the Garbage Pod. It's a podcast I found in the podosphere. You know, att- attaching a chip to your kid and then tracking him on a smartphone. Yeah, it's it's not good, is it? No. So, uh, no, um, what do we score that? I think I think that's definitely a point. Definitely yeah, I mean, a point. It's a personal choice, isn't it? Was it actually had to be in you or? Um, in- is this a chip implant tracking under the terms of personal security? Because I suppose that's not an implant, but. It depends if you swallow it or not. Well, it could be an implant, yeah. <laughs> um, but then, it could be an implant. It's actually quite big, you know. But then didn't we say that <laughs> it has been... <laughs> didn't we say it has been implanted into some um, South American cops? Yes, yeah. Um, Mexico. Mexico yeah. City. All their cops have had uh, chips implanted into them so that uh, they can be tracked around the city because Mexico City has um, one of the most advanced traffic management and city management systems in the world. And uh, one of the things they do is they now track their police officers, their exact location using these chips, which have been implanted in them. But not only that, it means that you know, they can walk up to a door and if they're allowed in, the door opens for them. And if they're not, then they can't get in. But, right. it, you know, and it also um, logs them into their cars. So when they get in their cars, all the, it basically it personalizes everything in the car for them as well and all that kind of stuff. Actually saying that, I've, I've just saw a video recently of this um, 17-year-old kid who's uh, invented a method of making guns safer if that makes any sense by actually making them so that only you can use that gun yeah with with the rfid thing in it yeah you can buy them online for about a hundred pounds if you want to do it yourself so it's it's basically exactly the same technology as they've been using on dogs and and pets and it's exactly the same needle so you know it's quite huge and oh oh yes is another little tidbit for you by the 6th of april 2016 it's going to be mandatory under british law that you must have your animal microchipped as well it's been an option up until now but now it's going to be mandatory from the 6th of april 2016 mm-hmm. um all animals that you get from rescue centers are all chipped anyway yes. so yeah yeah well i mean and there's sounds a like the mexican note. police are getting tracked so yeah there's a little side note here that says turning the human body into a giant magnet could help electronic devices communicate with each other without burning through the battery power researchers at the university of california san diego have shown it is possible to transmit information through the human body using magnetic fields which could allow smart watches activity monitors and phones to communicate they say the technology called magnetic field human body communication uses just a fraction of the energy needed to send data over Bluetooth links and could also be more secure as it does not broadcast the information outside of the human body. It kind of makes sense because have you ever used to, like you put your when I have problems with my area at home on the radio and stuff when you put your hands on it it always made the signal better. Yes. Yes, that's right. Yeah. 
Yeah. And there's a, there's an Israeli artist who makes, uh, jewelry, which is, um, powered by, um, the human body. Basically, it's, um, uh, it, it has two little, um, syringes at each end. It's, well, it's very exclusive and everything, but basically it's got two little syringes and it's directly implanted onto the skin and into the vein. And the blood runs through this thing and turns a little micro, turbine which powers the jewelry and then it sort of lights up and does things and stuff but it's effectively powered by your own body yeah i suppose it will come be more more popular wouldn't it mm. it's called biohacking so do we think a point for jimmy i'm i, I, I think at least so. at least half yeah. a point if not a point for jimmy i think i would say so because when you say personal security i mean so-called police officers are supposed to be there for your personal security you would think so yeah, yeah. but richmond sausages are there first in the uk yes <laughs> aren't they always <laughs> <laughs> indeed <laughs> it's uh frightening because yeah. i mean it's you know not only can they track them at work they can track them Anyway. Yeah, there's a lot of US schools do it with, um, they have RFID on their name tags, badges that they all have to wear. But it was found that not only were they tracking the kids around the school and around the school grounds, but they could also track them on their way home. And then when they got home, because a lot of them were using... Uh, laptops and stuff like that that were provided by the school, the laptops were also logging how much time they spent at the laptop working at home and, uh, you know, resting and all that kind of stuff. So uh, these kids were being tracked completely throughout their lives when they were at these these schools. Wow. I, don't know if it, I don't know if it's sort of statewide or anything like that, but I know there was a couple of schools that were, that were using this tech. It basically, the, it was like, you know, if you were supposed to be at a, a, a particular classroom, then the, your your ID card would let you in. You just walked up to the door and let you in. And if you weren't supposed to be in a classroom, it wouldn't let you in. That was the idea. That's how it started. But then it sort of spread and grew and grew and grew and more things were added onto it. And now they track the kids at school, in the school grounds, on their way home, and then when they're at home as well. That's scary. It is scary, yeah. It is scary. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's okay at school, I guess. But um, Yeah, I mean, for the convenience of it. Yeah. I'm the first to say that, you know, technology is brilliant. It means, uh, it means and you I don't love have all to... this tech, you know, and for the convenience of it, it's fantastic. You know, my iPhone 6, I use the, R, the RFID to pay for stuff. Mm. Um, I'm not against it, but what I am against is is being tracked and being told what I can and can't do. Agree. Yeah. That, that's my that's my issue. You mm-hmm. know, if if somebody else decided, well, no, actually, we're not going to allow you to use that. We're not going to allow you to buy that because for whatever reason, you know, or or being tracked. I don't want to be tracked. If I want to go for a walk, I'll go for a walk. You know, if I want to drive my car, I'll drive my car. I mm. don't. I don't need somebody tracking my movements. Thanks very much. I think there's there's a point there, definitely. Okay, okay then. Duly noted. Yes. Splendid. Now, our number eight is that Marvel is to obtain mo- the movie rights to Spider-Man from Sony Pictures. Now, it's a little bit complicated uh, how that all works, so I got a little bit of help explaining how it all works. Sony is effectively leasing Spider-Man 
back to Marvel. So, I mean, the whole way that this came about was back before Marvel was bought out by Disney. They obviously didn't make their own movies. They said, okay, you know, well, whatever. If you guys want to do it, fine, great. Hey, Sony, we made a deal with you. You get Spider-Man and, you know, some, and, and related characters. Oh, yeah, you, 20th Century Fox, fine. We'll release all of our, or we'll uh, license all of our mutants and so forth to you guys. And these contracts will be in perpetuity. As long as you guys keep making movies, you guys hold on to the rights. And then Disney came around. And Sony and Fox are saying, uh-uh, we have the rights, we've got the contract. So the big deal, though, is that if you read the comics, Spider-Man is a very, very integral character with the upcoming uh, war that's going to be going on between the Marvel superheroes, which is going to be started with uh, Captain America 3. I don't know if it was Sony went to Marvel, because obviously the last two Spider-Man movies, they didn't do badly. You know, I mean, the, the first Amazing Spider-Man made $750 million worldwide. The second one made about $700 million worldwide. So, you know, they were profit makers for Sony. Uh, but obviously, they're nothing like Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, or, or, or Iron Man or Avengers or whatever. So I don't know if Sony said, hey, can you guys help us make it better? Or if Marvel said, look, we really, 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 really would like Spider-Man to be part of this. Because, you know, in the comics, he is such an integral character. But either way, Sony has made a deal with Marvel that they will effectively lease Spider-Man to be part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And in addition, they still get to maintain the rights to it. And then Marvel will help them with the production of their future Spider-Man movies. So Sony still holds on to the rights. Marvel still holds on to the marketing um, and merchandising and so forth. So, I mean, this really could end up being really beneficial for both of them. Spider-Man get, finally gets brought into Captain America, the Avengers, all that. Brought into the whole Civil War thing. Meanwhile, Sony might get some better stories and you know what they really need when it comes to you know, help from Marvel to get Spider-Man popular once again, you know, like like it used to be with the the very first Spider-Man movie with Tobey Maguire which did really well. You know, so it's actually a really cool way of both of them being able to finally cooperate and you know maybe both getting what each other wants. You recognize that voice, don't you, Paul? Yes, that's uh, Joe Berger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I I couldn't think of anyone better to ask. Yeah. Um to um, sort it all out. Yeah, um, so they, I can see. Yeah, so they're, so they're leasing it back. <clears throat> as long as they're going to do stuff with it, they can sort of a everlasting lease, I suppose. Yeah, Rather yeah. Than a sort of one year lease or a two year, it's an ongoing lease. We put that they've obtained the rights to mm. Spider Man, but well, they have, haven't they? Because yeah, we didn't say that they we didn't say that they buy them back. We just said that they obtain movie rights, which they didn't have before. Marvel can make movies yeah. with spider-man in them and yeah. marvel are actually making spider-man movies for sony mm. can we have a point please yes i think <laughs> i think you'd have to yes i think they definitely have a point for that yeah that's um because you're not saying that they bought them back or you just said that they would get the rights yeah to make them but and they have yeah, yeah. so uh, no good call yeah, <laughs> a point, Jimmy slash Jimmy slash Allen. Uh, yes, indeed, there's a point. Thank you, definitely. Victory dance, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, of course, I'd like to to thank John for uh, yes uh, for helping us out. It was such uh, a, a a complicated web of well, web ah uh, Spider Man. Yes. Um, yeah, it was difficult to to put any of it across. So he's the guy in the know. So uh, 
Dear John, thanks for the point. Love, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Number nine. Sainsbury's announced they are to cancel the opening of planned new stores. Don't think they have. Well, Tesco's did. I'm not 100% sure about that, actually, Paul, because... I know Tesco's did, didn't they? Tesco's shelved a lot of their, excuse the pun, but uh, but I don't know if Sainsbury's... We were supposed to have a... Uh, a, a big Sainsbury superstore planned for Aylesbury. Right. And in the Bucks Herald last year, they have cancelled that. Oh, because Luigi was talking about that, I think, because it came up when, this is my old barber, obviously, he was talking about that and how it was going to create jobs as well as, because um, of the fact we've got the new Arla plant. Yeah. yeah. Plant there, yeah. Uh, uh. So it's going to be two big employers in the, in, in Aylesbury, essentially, but obviously now that's not going to be... Because it was going to be a, a huge one with a petrol station and everything, and there is just land there doing nothing. Mm. <laughs> oh, because wasn't it where the old sort of do-it-all was and where stuff, kind of in Gatehouse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there are sort of reports of them cutting stores or not opening stores. Mm-hmm. But it's I've sort got of... several stories here. Uh, right. Sutton Coldfield, uh, Erdington... Uh, vacant plot of land. Uh, the there was going to be a supermarket there, but they the plans were shelved. And then the Llanethly Star plans for a new supermarket in Crosshands has been shelved. Yeah, Middle Haven. There's one retail giant. It was going to open one, and now they've pulled out of plans to open a new store, a new flagship store. Well, Waitrose are creating 2,000 jobs in new and existing stores, which is good because Waitrose is, Sainsbury's is there to keep the riffraff out of, out of Waitrose. So <laughs> that's good. And Morrison's is there to keep the riffraff out of Sainsbury's. Yeah. <laughs> Not sure what Tesco's is about, but then. <laughs> Well, it's mostly not quite as many stores as I thought they... What did I put again? Did you say that they just would stop open... They wouldn't open certain new stores? I don't think you put a percentage or anything. No, I just put Sainsbury's announced they are to cancel the opening of planned new stores. One point, I think. I I think you can say that, yeah. Okay, then. Thank you. Okay, number nine from Jammy. Uh, Major cigarette company UK, specifically UK, produce an e-cig. Now, I went to hunting and I could only find uh, that Marlboro, which is owned by an American company, they are doing research into producing their own e-cigs, but nothing about a UK company producing their own e-cigs. Uh, so unless I've missed something in my, in my searching, I've not been able to find anything about a major cigarette company based in the UK producing an e-cig. I can't right. say I've seen one either. So I think Jammy is not going to be Jammy. I think it's going to be Nilpois. Sorry, Jammy. Nilpois. <laughs> now then, another one of Adri's, I fear. To be fair, I, I, am, I am batting a zero average at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to continue. <laughs> Unless, oh no, there's an unless actually, unless he does it before the 31st of January, 
Um, I said that Peyton Manning, uh, an American footballer, will retire. Um, uh, okay. And it's not been announced yet, but I've still got until he loses, till after he's lost to New England in the divisional round, or if he loses this weekend. So, yeah, so, that's a nil point. So, so you think if they don't make it to the Super Bowl? I think, no, I think after he's, after he's finished this year, whether it be this coming weekend in the divisional round or the conference round, he could still retire. And as long as they don't get to the Super Bowl, it would be before January 31st that he essentially retires. Right. So, so is, but it, is, it, it's is a, it a one in brackets? I think it is, isn't it? I'm hoping <laughs> yeah. it is, but at the moment it's definitely a big fat zero. Right. Okay. Yeah, I think uh, think that would be fair enough, wouldn't it? Nilpois. Nilpois. So, would you like a, before we go into the final round, would you like a quick recap? Yes. Okay, so, um, my advanced stats tell me (laughs) it is a three-way tie uh, going into the last prediction. Everyone has three and a half points. Wow. Wow, I was not expecting it to be this close. No, no. Uh, and of course, there is the one in brackets that could <laughs> could change could, everything, which could make it a, That's it. It could be a two-way tie. <laughs> two-way, unless because we've got one Jimmy's, in brackets as unless well. Jimmy's the only one to pick a point up. Yeah, that's true. Then it would be a three-way tie again, potentially. <laughs> Number ten. Network Rail boss Mark Carney resigns over continued rail delays caused by Network Rail. Well, there was calls for him to resign, but he hasn't. <laughs> yeah, I, I did have a look earlier, and yeah, it still says... He's still well, there? <laughs> whatever year he started till present, so... Um, yeah, uh, 2013. So, well, I think at one time he was he was just about to go, because he was almost... They was calling for his resignation, mm. but he never went. Oh, dear. Um so it's still a three-way tie. <laughs> yeah, I, I have to say, I have to be really harsh and say, yeah, I'm sorry because he didn't. Now, now the uh, now the title's on the line. That's I'm afraid a nil point. No one missed a nice no guy. Half point, yeah. points or quarter points. <laughs> that's that could be the difference. Yeah. Oh, breaking news! Mark Carney has. Re- <laughs> Where's that just appeared? Paul's website. <laughs> That's the one. Yes, all the latest news. <laughs> okay then. Is Jimmy gonna sneak into the lead at the eleventh hour? Number ten here for Jimmy was passing of a food regulation that requires halal and kosher meat to be clearly labelled as such. Now, my searching online, and I went straight to the UK government website, has forced me to download a PDF and trail through this PDF, um, all many dozens of pages of it. Uh, but basically, uh, on page six of uh, the regulations for the slaughter of animals, standard note SN07108 SES, last updated 18th of February 2015, author Emma Downing, section science and environment section, page six 
says that the UK government position on religious slaughter. In November 2014, George Eustace reiterated the UK government's long-standing position over successive governments on religious slaughter in answer to a Commons debate on the issue. He confirmed that the UK government would prefer that all animals are stunned before slaughter based on a, quote, large body of research that concludes that it is better for the welfare of the animal for it to be stunned. However, the UK government recognises and respects the needs for religious communities, so has always maintained the limited exception, which is to be used only for meat produced for Jewish and Muslim communities. However, he also emphasised that this did not mean that the UK government believed that there was no difference between the types of slaughter and death. So the UK slaughter regulations, it goes into great detail about what DEFRA says and about what equipment they should be using and what the existing domestic legislation, the welfare of animal animal rights, um, blah, 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 deregulation of religious slaughter, uh, delays to the English regulation. The English regulation expected to come into force May 2014. Uh, main requirements for new regulations. Um, it just goes on about stunning the animals. It doesn't say anything uh, so far that I've been able to find. And, and this is quite an extensive document um and quite detailed as well um but i have been any i've been able to find anything about where about labeling um so there is a lot a lot of regulations about you know what the e european food safety authority says what the uk government says um they've done loads of research uh the parliamentary group for beef and lamb report of 2014 um misstunning cctv in slaughterhouses um halal accreditation and pre-stunning labeling issue oh here we go labeling issues many consumers have been surprised to hear that some supermarkets still sell halal meat without it being labeled as such this tends to be pre-stunned meat from new zealand which has also had a blessing this allows other cuts from the same carcasses to be marketed in the Middle East, many consumers would like the opportunity to avoid eating meat that's been subjected to religious slaughter for welfare or religious reasons. Others need reassurance that their meat has been prepared in accordance with their religious beliefs. However, method of slaughter is not currently a labelling requirement. It is only an offence to mislead the customer, e.g. to label something as halal when it's not been prepared in the appropriate methods. In addition, meat can be labelled as halal when it has been pre-stunned. Sainsbury's and Tesco's have both said that as they do not specify halal standards to these suppliers, then they do not label this meat as halal. The government has acknowledged that there is a public concern about meat from animals slaughtered in accordance with the religious beliefs being sold to consumers who do not require their meat to be prepared in this way. There is no overall legal requirements at the U uh, at EU or UK level to indicate method of slaughter on meat labels. So basically, nil <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> so basically, there's a regulation that says you can't label it halal if it's not halal, but yeah. not the other way around. Yeah, and uh, that is the most recent document that I could find from the Library of the House of Commons that dated the 18th of February 2015, author Emma Downing, uh, and it's a standard note SN07108SES if you should wish to go and look it up. No, 
<laughs> I think you've done a good job of covering that for us, and I thank you very much. No, no that's yes. not a problem. I, I mean, it's a sight I look at all the time anyway for me, other journalistic-type stuff, so it wasn't a problem going there and finding it. It was just having to wade through it all. Yeah, like of course. Jimmy. Well, I, think, I think Jimmy would be proud of the job you have done. <laughs> but do we think it should have a point or not? Oh, it's nil point because I there can't is see a it. regulation. No, there isn't a regulation there. <laughs> and we've got it from the horse's mouth, as it were. Oh, Mr. Pun. <laughs> He's breaking them all out tonight, isn't he? Web references for Spider-Man. <laughs> Good. Oh, wow. <sighs> my final one. Is that the time? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Right, so, <laughs> our, <laughs> so our our chance to try and steal it is not going to happen. Was it one of mine? No, it's one of mine. We. <laughs> Someone else swung a mist. <laughs> Number ten is Mike Ashley to finally sell Newcastle United so that he can gain ownership at Rangers. <laughs> I think there's a lot of Newcastle fans which he was right. (laughs) And a lot of Rangers fans that are happy it's not. (laughs) Because he has got some financial interest at Rangers. But he can't he can't own two clubs. No, that's right, he can't. So uh, But then technically that's only an English law, isn't it? You can't own two premiership clubs or two football clubs in England. That doesn't necessarily mean you can't Um but there's something so, there's something in Scotland does actually come into it as well apparently. Ah, uh, okay. Is it because it's governed technically still by English law to a degree? Mm, yeah. Vote SMP. Let Ashley into Rangers. Just just <laughs> after this, there was a statement came out from Mike Ashley saying that he won't sell Newcastle United until they win something. So he's never going to sell he's Newcastle. Gonna sell he's going to have them for a long time. I think every other club should just let them win so he goes. It's in everyone's best interests if he leaves the Premiership alone. He's, oh, wrong shape. Oh, I have no opinion. <laughs> Fair enough. Now, he's the right shape. But, yeah. um, <laughs> but I can talk. Spanhead Productions are a small independent sound recording company based in rural Hertfordshire. We specialise in creating content for all your podcasting needs, whether it be field recordings, fox pops, or capturing the atmosphere during social events. Editing is a very time-consuming job, so Spanhead Productions are on hand to take away some of the burden for you. Just advise us on how you'd like your content to sound, and we will do the rest. We can even help you design and manage a website for your podcast too. Visit us now, spanheadproductions.com. Weebly.com. That's spamheadproductions.weebly.com. Right, so I suppose we'd better wrap this up. I'd like to uh, thank you all, gentlemen, for coming on board this evening. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, always a pleasure. And thanks to Jimmy as well for uh, sending in his predictions. Same time next year, gentlemen. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Thanks to John as well for his um, for his um, stateside info about a very very tangled web. It was yes. very much for the clarification. Yes, indeed, the independent adjudicator. <laughs> so, so hopefully, hopefully, there's not too much blood splattered on the walls at Spamhead Towers. <laughs> because there was a little bit of tension and conflict there at the start they weren't talking to each other <laughs> uh, yeah dinner was quite awkward 
The cold gaze. <laughs> old gaze was that? <laughs> that is what I said. Yes. Oh, right. It was. There was an old gaze at me. <laughs> Who are you calling old? <laughs> um, I wonder. <laughs> it's not me, Alan, or Paul. <laughs> see if you can predict that one. <laughs> right. So. As I say, better wrap this up. And uh, just thanks to everyone out there for listening in uh, for the first show of 2016. And uh, we'll speak with you all again really soon. Take care, everybody. Yeah, bye for now. Doodles. Well, that about wraps it up for this episode of The Garbage Pod. Be sure to visit www.thegarbagepod.weebly.com for the show notes for this or any other episode. Just look for the relevant tab on the menu. Let us know what you think of the show. Send an email to garbagepod at virginmedia.com. Because your input is our output. Or you can use the social media icons at the top of the page that include Twitter and Facebook. If you would like to subscribe to any of our podcasts, you can do so via iTunes, the RSS feed, and also TuneIn and Stitcher On Demand Radio. Don't forget to rate and review us. You can find a link on our podcast pages. If you like what we're doing here, then why not buy us a pint by clicking on the donate button on any of the podcast pages and don't forget to spread the word about us. The Garbage Pod is a Spamhead production.